Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. David Winter, a retired cleric in the Diocese of Oxford, wrote a commentary on Handel's Messiah. In it, he tells of speaking at a church regarding the need for Christians to go public about their faith, to proclaim it from the rooftops, using the language from Handel's oratorio. He said, perhaps I was a bit too enthusiastic because a smartly dressed man sitting at the back remarked that he had always believed that his faith was a private matter between him and God. Winter agreed that, of course, our faith is a private and a personal commitment known only to God. But he continued by saying that it was just as well the apostles hadn't taken that same view. If they had, the Christian, the faith, Christian faith may have died out about the year AD 80 when the last of the disciples toppled off his chair in the upper room wondering if perhaps they shouldn't have told somebody that Jesus has risen from the dead. So, lest I fail to proclaim it from the rooftops, Alleluia, Christ is risen. Amen. We have three scenes in the gospel today. In scene one, it's Sunday evening. After the elation of finding the tomb empty earlier in the day, the disciples now hiding behind locked doors in fear suddenly swing back to rejoicing as when Jesus walks through the locked door and offers peace all in the same day. In scene two, the disciples tell Thomas, who wasn't with them for whatever reason, about what they had seen about Jesus walking through the door, the locked door. But Thomas, who is not to be taken in by their enthusiasm of the other disciples, he wants proof. Scene three, a week later, where Thomas decides to join the others, perhaps a bit curious, and Jesus enters again through the locked door. While Jesus could have given them a hard time for not believing he was real after his last appearance or believed what he had said all along, Jesus instead repeats, peace be with you, and even offers proof that Thomas needs. It is in scene three, however, where Thomas professes Jesus not only as his Lord, but as his God. Throughout the Gospel of John, we find many interesting character, characters interacting with Jesus, and most of them are not quite sure what to do with him. Some, like Nicodemus, have misunderstood what being born from above or again means. Some of the religious leaders have been downright hostile. Others, like the woman at the well, to their own surprise, have actually come to believe in him. But Thomas is the first person in the book to look at Jesus, the man, and actually address him directly as his Lord and his God. 
So with this statement of faith from the lips of the one we often refer to as Doubting Thomas, the Gospel of John comes full circle. In those opening lines of John, he describes Jesus as the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yet we do not hear anyone else address Jesus as such until we hear it from the lips of our doubter. It is here where we witness Thomas leaving his doubt behind and making room for the resurrection of Jesus. And it caused me to wonder what we may need to leave behind to make room to see the risen Christ. What kind of experience are we looking for before we're going to believe that God has a real, living, active presence in our lives? During Lent, many of us spent six weeks reading the Living Well through Lenten devotional. It was all about letting go, letting go of control, of hurt and disappointment, letting go of some bad habits so we could be healthier, getting rid of all the shoulds in our lives. If you didn't get one, there could be one or two lying around somewhere, or they're free online. I'm happy to help you find one. But I've even heard several people say, I didn't get rid of quite as much as I needed to. And so they've started reading it again. It is never too late to focus on letting go of things that hinder us from letting Jesus come into our lives to resurrect those places that need to be healed and that are broken so we can receive that actual peace that Jesus so desires to breathe on us. Whether we admit it or not, or even recognize it, we each carry around with us our own doubts, our own hurts, and especially our own fears that hinder us from drawing closer to God, who is actually the only one that can heal these places and can offer us peace in the midst of doubt, fear, and hurt. Thomas Merton said, The power of Easter has burst upon us with the resurrection of Christ. Now we find ourselves a strength which is not of our own and which which is freely given to us whenever we need it. But I wonder just how many of us actually tap into the power that is ours for the asking. By letting go of doubt, Thomas, the disciple, made room for God's resurrecting power so that he could come to believe. Perhaps now is the time for us to let God's resurrection power come and bring us new life to the broken places. You may be saying, Cheryl, you just don't know what I've been through. You don't know. It's too hard to let go of that. It's too hurtful. And you are right. I don't know your particular area of struggle. I don't know what keeps you stuck or keeps you your heart locked to receiving God's resurrecting power. But I do know that when we show up, when we share the little we know, 
Jesus can penetrate a locked heart. The disciples went to the place where they had last been with Jesus. Thomas came a week later after he had heard from the others what they had seen. You are here or listening online. You're gathered with the body of Christ after that elation and ecstatic joy of the empty tomb and the people come everywhere last Sunday. The same disciples who are now locked in a room, these going back to our scripture, they're locked in a room out of fear. They were together, scared as they may have been, when Jesus stepped through that door, the locked door of despair, disappointment, and said, Shalom. Peace. When Jesus breathes on his disciples, he leaves them with power through what we call the Holy Spirit so that his followers, we, can carry on the movement that Jesus started while he was on earth. Each of us has a different story, a different story of faith, or even perhaps a lack thereof. And even if we don't see things quite clearly at this moment, Jesus says we're blessed when we believe in him, even without having seen the risen Lord for ourselves. Chances are pretty slim that we will ever argue or convince someone to believe in God or to accept him as Jesus as Lord. But perhaps... If we continue to show up, share the little we know, others will come check it out. As Thomas did, make a little space for God because we never know when Jesus will walk through the locked door of our hearts. Alleluia. Christ is risen.